Welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, where we explore the mindset, behavior, and success strategies of high-achieving women. It's an inspirational show that helps ambitious women maximize their performance from the inside out and thrive in the world of business. I'm your host, Shona Rowan, inspirational speaker, mindset and high-performance coach, and founder of the Psychology of Successful Women Career and Business Acceleration Programs. On each episode, you will hear insightful conversations with trailblazing women about how they have built a successful career or thriving business and how they cope with setbacks and challenges. Most importantly, each episode will help you sharpen your mindset, share practical advice, and inspire you to take your success to the next level. On today's episode of the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, it's my huge pleasure to introduce Sam Retalak. Head of People and Culture at IGO Limited. Sam joined IGO in 2013 as Human Resources Manager and was appointed Head of People and Culture in 2017. Sam has over 25 years of experience in senior management, human resources, consulting and operational roles working for a range of organisations. Prior to joining IGO, Sam led large workforce-based businesses within Ahern's department stores and Ansett Airlines, before turning to roles in human resource management across the mining, finance, legal and biomedical sectors. Sam's role is to provide leadership and oversight of all people and culture activities, including diversity, equity and inclusion initiatives, learning and talent development, and reinforcing the organisation's culture, purpose and values. We have a really open and engaging conversation about Sam's fascinating and really diverse career journey, her personal tips and advice to help other women build a successful and fulfilling career on their terms, her two-pronged approach to bouncing back from setbacks and building resilience, the importance of being commercial in business, advice she would give her younger self, and so much more. So Sam, welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. It's great to have you on the show today. Thanks, Rona. Good to Oh, you're so welcome. So to set the scene, perhaps you could tell our listeners about your career journey and some of the key milestones, all leading up to your current role as Head of People and Culture at IGO. Okay. Um, look, I think I've, um, I've had quite a wacky career. Um, <laughs> so I currently work in the mining industry, um, which is obviously a very male-dominated industry. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, that that has a group of people in it that have worked in mining for very many years. So mm. um, I have worked in this industry now since, uh, well, for, for about the last 10 years, um, but I'm considered uh, to be um, a bit of a fly-by-night for having <laughs> 10 years. So um, my career started, I, I studied um, at, at school. I was very good at, at science and maths um, and um Funny thing is that in those days, um, and this is, I did my leaving in 1984, um, and um, it was always, in in, at that point in time, um, you were encouraged to have um, a kind of a nice job that you could do part-time if you had, even when you had children. So... Um, you know, I, I wanted to do, I thought I wanted to do law at that point because LA law was all the rage. Um, <laughs> and but I kind of was thinking, oh, I don't know, I don't know. So I went away overseas. I was in a Rotary Exchange Scholarship, came back, uh, went into first year arts uh, to get into law and really, really didn't do enough work in that first year um, yeah. and didn't get in. So I thought, what, what nice job can I do to, to be able to do this part time? And I thought nursing. Okay. So I studied nursing um, and 
but but this is really where my career journey started. So I was studying mm. medicine, but I was working um, for a retail department store. And I kind of at that point thought, I'm really interested in science, but I kind of really like this business thing. <laughs> um, so uh, I kept working there. I graduated and I started work at, in a hospital and I thought, oh, I don't think this is for me. Hmm. So I made the first really good decision and I um, wrote to the company that I'd been working for and said, I'd really like to do your graduate program. And so um, they wrote straight back and said, yep, you're on, come on. Great. Um, started working for them as a graduate and um, did all sorts of really interesting roles. So I did some management leadership roles, worked hmm. you know, as a supervisor, worked in the buying office, um, did, and did some HR roles, which was kind of cool. Um, and then my final job with them was as I was seconded to um, or I was offered a job to um, manage the store at Garden City. And I was the youngest person to have done that, the first female to have done that. You know, it was really an interesting thing. But it taught yeah. me so much. It was like a working MBA. Mm. Um, and I learned about marketing. I learned about people. I learned about, you know, the kind of the P&L responsibility was invaluable, a whole range of really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, then I was headhunted to work uh, for Ansett Airlines, and that was really interesting. Um, then I had um, my kids, and I was looking for roles that I could keep going. And, and so through the course of all of that, got into more HR roles. Um, and then have just been really lucky over time, or fortunate maybe, mm-hmm. uh, to have been offered roles that were just really interesting. Yeah. Um, and quite quite diverse. Even the role that I work in now is a people and culture role, but I also have carriage of the administration team, um, it, learning and development, a whole range of things that um, I just, I guess, keep my interest. Mm. Really. And I've just been really fortunate that I've had different roles. Even when I was working at ANSET, um, I was seconded into the business recovery team. So it was a internal business improvement um, role and that was really fascinating because it taught me those kind of business improvement um, methodologies and and that kind of thing now really I wasn't very good at that because ANSET folded Um, (laughs) you make me laugh Sam (laughs) much improvement that I contributed but it was just one of those really interesting things where it just gives you a different and I I didn't know about it at the time it just gave me Mm. a different insight yeah. Into internal consultants, how you work that, the challenges of trying to, um, I guess, get people to change. Yeah. Yeah. The way they're doing stuff. Mm. And, in, and and those influencing skills were really, you know, like you have to be able to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, look, I, I just feel really, at this point, I feel really fortunate. I feel really fortunate to now be working for IGO. Yeah, tell us a little bit about IGO for people who don't know in your current role there. So we're a mining and resources company with a focus on clean energy metals. And so yeah. four or five, four years ago, we we switched. We were a diversified miner. Um, we were very focused on or still very focused on exploration. But what our, our strategy at that point was, well, you know, we're going to have we're going to have an eggs in multiple baskets strategy. So we had yeah. you know, we were we had a gold asset. We had um, uh, nickel, copper, cobalt. We had some. Um, you know, zinc and copper, and we thought, well, you know, if you if you've got that spread, then you know the commodity market or the the, the actual metals prices go up and down, kind of a natural internal hedge um, yeah. in terms of um, you know revenue. And then we thought, no, 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 we we think that this whole clean energy, electric vehicles, you know, mm. 
revolution is going to change the world. Sure. We already at that point had acquired the Nova asset and we thought, you know, we can... We, we can switch this. We can we can be part of this revolution if we change our strategy and shift to this clean energy metals focus. Mm. Um, so that's what we did. Um, yeah. We we changed the strategy. We changed our purpose to wanting to make a difference in the world, um, and that was co-created with our people. We yeah. changed the values, and that were they were co-created with our people. Um, you know, we've still got a heavy exploration focus. Um, but, you know, we look at, and that's that organic growth piece, but our inorganic growth, we look at um, and are looking at um, opportunities that are in that clean energy metal space. So it's, it's and, and I've been really fortunate because I've had a job here where I have been able to do a whole range of exciting things with, you know, the people side of the business. Mm, yep. You know, I, I always like to, you know, people talk about the people side of the business. There is no other side of the business. <laughs> I agree. Business. I agree. Um, yeah. So, you know, my side of the business is the only side of the business. Um, but, you know, I've been very fortunate to work with teams across the business and we've done some really, really remarkable things in a quite a short period of time. So yeah. you're really fortunate. Well, I love hearing about your career journey and how many sort of different things you've done along the way because people are really saying to us they love hearing these these career journeys from fascinating women like yourself, especially when they're kind of mixed and a little bit different to the norm because it just shows people listening in that there's there's so many different ways and there's so many different paths that people take. So I love hearing about your journey and we'll dig in more to your role as the head of people and culture as we go through our chat today. Now, one of my goals when I launched the podcast last year was to have real conversations with people like yourself, share their great career stories, and also to hear some of their practical tips or advice to help other women boost their success or accelerate their careers. So I'd love to know, Sam, you know, you've had these different roles. You've got a fabulous, you know, amazing role now for this huge company. What are some of your top tips to help other women build a successful and fulfilling career on their terms? And maybe to your point earlier, any specific tips for women who might work in some of those more traditionally male-dominated industries as well? Yep, yep. Um, it's funny, I, you know, I, it's funny listening to you talk about my career because, you know, it, it always you always feel funny about your own. I know, we all yeah, do. <laughs> it, seems, it seems insignificant in the scheme of things. You know, I still look at other people and think, wow, they've had a really great career, you know. Whoa, that you know, comparison up, thing, I, right? <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. Um, yeah. I think for me, there's a few things. So um, I think that women on the whole are really fantastic with intuition. Um, yes. And, and I think that um, it's it's a superpower that we have. Um, yeah. And it's so underrated in business um, mm. because I think sometimes we put it in a way that sounds a bit fluffy. Yeah. But it's so it's such a strong um, and underrated quality. And I think yeah. you've got to believe in that and act on your intu- intuition. Yeah. I'm not saying go wild and crazy and just take crazy turns. No. When I talk about acting on your intuition, I, I think feel it and test it, you know. Yes. <laughs> test it with people where you're safe, you know. This is how I feel. What do you reckon? You know, you know. Because it's such a strong thing and it's what we bring to the business. Not everybody mm. has this. Yeah. Uh, second thing is I'd say be curious about ideas and, and what other people do, you know. Try and get out of your own head. You know, there's there's this fascinating world of other jobs that other mm. people do and they feel are as important as the job that you do. 
So be curious about ideas, you know, listen, seek to understand. Those two things are so powerful because it helps you understand and act on things yeah. that are outside of that really black and white linear world that, that I certainly work in. Yeah. Um, the third thing I would say is you've got to be commercial. Um, there's yeah. just no room in successful teams and organisations and strategies um, to do things where there isn't a defined return on investment. Now, I really think that sometimes that's not about dollars and cents and that's where your intuition comes in, you know. Mm. I feel like there's something else here. Let's think about how we can either monetize that or quantify that in some way, even if it's not a dollars and cents thing. You know, is it about culture? Is it about ESG? What is it? But if you're not thinking commercially, you're really not acting in the best interest of the business because a business is a business. Yeah. Um, so that's a really strong and, and particularly important for people that work in people and culture roles because, mm. you know, naturally speaking, people think you're going to be fluffy. So, you know, as soon yep. as you rock up to anything, they think, oh, dear, um, you know, we're going to be talking <laughs> about bean bags and lava lamps and, you know, <laughs> singing come by R. But, you know, you've got to understand the business. You've got to know, you, you've got to know where the return on investment um, gains are to be made and you've got to do that. Mm. Um, and then you've got to be proactive about seeking opportunities and advice. Um, you know, I, I think you've you can't wait for it to come to you. You know, you've got yeah. to be open to stuff. If you think that somebody's going to rock up on and, and knock on your door and, and say, "Oh my gosh, Shona, you know, here's a wonderful thing because you're a great person." Sometimes yeah. that happens. It really does. <laughs> Most of the time, it does not. Well, you shared some fabulous tips in there. To start with the one around um, intuition. I totally agree with you and, you know, quite a few of the guests on on this podcast have said the same. They're like, it is such a superpower for women when we learn to use it, when we learn to, to work with it. And like you said, you test it out. At first, you don't really know, is this a hunch? Is this fear? What is this? But the more you learn to trust and test out intuition, and it is, it's a real feminine strength. And, and I agree with you. In my own business, some of the biggest decisions I've made, there was almost no logic. But I look back now, I think I'm so glad I trusted that. You know, I either avoided something bad or gained something really positive. So I love that tip. The one about be curious so true. You know, everyone thinks their job's the most important job. Everyone's busy. Everyone's trying to achieve their thing. So when you're curious about other people and you're seeking to understand, hugely um, powerful for business, you want to run be commercial. I really, really like that. And, and I like your distinction around even if it's not necessarily a clear monetary thing, it might be culture. It might be something else. Do you know what I mean? But thinking about that return on investment, thinking and having that commercial lens and talking with that commercial lens and the one around not waiting as well, Sam, so many women that I meet, like you said, we kind of, a lot of women think that someone will seek them out or if they just work hard and they keep their head down that eventually they'll be selected or someone will choose them or someone will see this potential. But you know what? We need to be proactive and we need to seek out those opportunities and, and you know, don't wait necessarily. Make people know about some of the stuff you can add and some of the things you're hoping to achieve. So, Lots of great, great tips in there, Sam, that I really, really um, like and I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot from. Now, mm. if we kind of flip that the other way, as you and me both know, things don't always go to plan in our careers either, Sam. <laughs> and we all need strategies for bouncing back and I think if the last 12 months have taught us all anything, you know, how do we bounce back from setbacks and adversity? And resilience is something that definitely comes up a lot in my work as a coach and also as a business owner. 
So do you have any advice for our listeners around dealing with setbacks or maybe a specific strategy or mindset you use personally when the going gets tough? Yeah, I do. And, it, you know, it's, 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 it, it's, for me, it's kind of two pronged, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we've talked about this before. So I say to my team, um, you know, let's, let's just do what we can do. We understand what's going on. Let's do what we can do in the day we're in. Yes. Because, um, we can worry about a lot of things, you know, we, we can see big things coming up. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and, and, and sometimes setbacks are not so much of a setback when you've, when you've, slept on it <laughs> yeah the clarity comes right yeah let's let's not waste the day you know what can we do today what can we what can we get done today um you know and and, and how can we prepare for tomorrow is one thing mm. people you know you, you know humans feel the need to be active so you know one of the things about setbacks or that perception of a setback is you're paralyzed you know what mm. I don't know here if you do if you do what you can do in the day you're in then you know some of that some of that control is you know you take you take back a little bit of that um and then the other thing too is I try to to do this and and this is really (laughs) it's it's my mantra is you know this too will pass yeah um you know as as bad as you think something is and and some things and I'm not taking away some things for people you know it's yeah but Time passes on all things, mm. um, you know, and it's it, it it does make a difference. And you get up the next day, or you get into the next week, um, you know, and you can find ways to help the time pass. You know, you can seek good counsel. You can, um, you know, you can um, listen to music. I mean, it, it's it all sounds trite in the scheme of the kind of the COVID world. But humans have, you know, humans are finding a way to live in this world. You know, it's yeah. been incredibly traumatic and there are many traumatic things that people go through. And, and you know, at the other end of the spectrum, you know, there are tiny things that, you know, can really make a difference. But yeah. it's those, those two things help me. Um, yeah. One gives me some control and the other makes me put some perspective around things. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's never easy, you know, it's, it's. You, you fight with your own internal world is is a constant challenge. Yeah. They're great strategies. I like your one around, you know, do what you can in that moment or in that day where you are, you know, because like you said, if we look too far ahead or we start looking back or it's kind of like what can I do in this moment, what can we do right now so that you're not just stuck in fear and inaction. So I really, really like that one. And the mindset piece, as you know, I'm, I'm really into mindset and psychology and that sense of this too shall pass, and it's true, again, I know in my own life, you know, when we're in the middle of something and it seems all encompassing, but, you know, in three months, it probably won't matter as much. And in a year, it won't matter at all. It'll just be this tiny speck and you'll completely forget about it. But that sense of things do get better and things do pass. And like you said, small things that you can do to help in that moment and things like music, like it's easy to say they're not big deal, but there's research to show a lot of those things like music or seeking support or journaling or talking to someone and reaching out and having a conversation they do all help, right? They're all small strategies that add up that help us, like you said, change our perspective or feel differently. So um, I really, really like those two strategies and I like that one's really action-based and one's more sort of mindset shift and they're both really, really powerful. And so, other, yeah, no, please. Too is um, the interesting thing about, um, you know, that, that concept of this too will pass is that um, it, it reminds me also to love the things that are great mm. because, 
because it's not just about those things that are yeah, that are bad or whatever. It's yeah. About- about realizing and and loving and enjoying the moments that are great, you, it, that that fantastic thing will pass too. So love every every square second of it while you're doing mm. it. Um, yeah, yeah. That sense of like gratitude is so so powerful. Like you said, like be grateful for the great stuff because that too is going to go. And there is so much evidence based, you know, research to show that gratitude really helps with resilience and resourcefulness, and it also helps with stress and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, nothing stays the same, the good or the bad. So we all need to kind of go. You know what? Enjoy the moment because the good stuff's not going to be here soon, and the bad stuff won't be either. So I really, really, um, I really, really like that. Now. Gender balance, diversity and inclusion are something you and me have connected over, Sam, and I know, um, you know, many of our listeners are also really passionate about that. And I know that you've recently signed up for the 4040 HESTA vision. Can you tell our listeners about the campaign and what it means for you on a personal and professional basis? So it's, it is really interesting because, um, so 4020 is, uh, and uh, 4040 is, is um, an initiative or a vision um, that is about uh, seeking to get organisations to change their board and their senior leadership team to that 40-40 balance. So, you know, um, 40% male, 40% female, and then leaving that other 20% so that it can be male or female. You know, just give Um, The interesting thing about that for us, though, um, as an organisation, is that Mm. we have been driving to that for a a number of years because we just think that that's the right thing to do, you know. And um, and so do I um, personally. And I... I think that, you know, one of the things that um, one of the reasons we did it was because we think it's the right thing to do. But we know that the more people who think it's the right thing to do that sign up for these things, you know, the more it will be done. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's no point in us sitting here and kind of being quiet about the fact that this is what we're doing. You know, we mm. need to where we can seek to influence, we need to say, yeah, yeah we really think this, we think this is a good thing. We not only think this is a good thing, it's achievable because we're doing it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've got to put your mind to it. It, it makes no sense um, to have an organisation or to have a society where you're not accessing, you know, mm. 50% of the talent. It's, yeah. it's just crazy stuff. Mm. Um, and our view in, in, in this or my view in this organisation and, and it always, has always been with IGO is that, um you know, mining is currently a very male-dominated industry. Um, many of those males have female partners. Yeah. Um, so whatever we can do in this company to, you know, progress the discussion or progress the influence or seek to support those men with parental leave mm-hmm. means that what we do is we are tipping back into society, all of yeah. those partners into roles where they're boosting you know, the workforce and they're boosting, you know, their presence in society. So, you know, we're only 400 people, but we know that, you know, we can have some influence that is beyond, you know, just just our 400. And so, you know, Peter uh, Bradford, our CEO, feels very strongly about it. Our board feels strongly about it. Um, you know, myself and the rest of the leadership team feel strongly about it. And, you know, it's, it's it just focusing on it has made a difference. In the last year, we've gone from uh, a workforce that's 25% female up to 27% female. So, you know, in a low turnover environment, that's actually not easy. But, yeah. um, you know, it's just, it's so important. We can't yeah. keep talking about this. We, we have to yeah. do something about it. Yeah. 
Well, I totally agree with you, and I'm going to post the links to, to this afterwards for, for other people listening in who they want to find out more about the HESTA uh, vision and how their organisations can get involved. But I love your point around, A, taking action, because you know what, we've got to commit to it, let's make something happen. But I really like the way you talked about the exponential impact and influence yeah. it has. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just the right thing to do. It's not just for, you know, you know your company. That, that exponentially accelerated influence across community, across families, across industry, and, how, you know, and it, and it grows and it grows and it grows. So I love the fact that you said that, and I'm, I'm really keen on sharing that. And I look forward to hearing how it continues on, on your journey whilst you do that as well, Sam. Now, hindsight is a great thing, and, you know, we all live and learn through different experiences. If you could go back in time in your career, is there, like, one piece of advice you'd love to give your younger self? Um. Yeah, yes, probably. <laughs> what would you tell her to encourage her or reassure her? Or I, I, I there's there's so many things. I, you know, I just I wish I could. I, I would love. I'd love to feel like I do now when I was sixteen. I was, mm. I was quite a shy person. I was. Yeah. Um, I was. Um, I guess I was a bit unsure about what I could achieve. I was. Yeah. Ex- for the future I was mm. I, that I, I, I I suspected good things could happen um, I, I would like to tell her that be confident that you can make them happen that you know oh, you I like that you yeah. have the ability to do that you know I, I always thought that there was something more um, but I, I think perhaps perhaps dream a little bigger mm. um, you know expect a little more um, and you know, you and I have talked about this. Pick your pick your partner very well, mm. um, or pick your partners, um, because you know um, I, I have um, uh, a, a partner who I have been with together for many years. And whilst I understand that that's not everybody's path, that's been an incredibly productive relationship. Mm. Um, and you know, I just think that you you that that's such a big part of your life. Yeah. Um, it can be such such a wonderful part of your life. For some people, that's just so destructive, mm. um, you know. And and I understand, you know. Sometimes it's not about picking people, you know. It's it, yes, really we know what you mean. Yes, but you know, it's it's a really interesting thing. So I would say, um, trust yourself, dream a little bigger, um, be brave, um, you know, and, and and just remember to to have more fun. I guess you know. Don't, don't, I was a bit, I think I was a bit serious. So was I. <laughs> and, and I was serious and really very sensible, you know. Mm. I think yeah. I, I would tell that that girl to be a bit sillier. Oh. Well, you shared so many things in there that just put a big smile on my face and they're really inspirational as well. So I love the one about being brave, you know, be brave. Believe in yourself and believe that you can make those goals happen. I really like the one about dream a little bigger because like you said, you know, a lot of the times we sort of set goals that we think we can achieve, but really we often underestimate what we can achieve, right? So dream a little bigger, be a bit braver, believe you can make those goals happen, 
trust yourself, such a powerful one and links back to your point earlier around intuition. And I do, I love the one around have fun, Sam. I, I remind myself of that. I think for my, you know, I used to do competitive forum dancing for Australia. I was so serious. And yes, in some ways, that's probably why we were so successful. But in hindsight, because again, that too shall pass, I kind of wish I just had more fun. And now having fun and working with people that are positive and also enjoy what they do and are up for having fun is really important to me. Because like you said, life's short, our careers go really So I like that sense of having fun and not taking it all too seriously. And when we do, the joke is, you know, we often then perform better and that influences everyone else and creates a great culture and everything, which again is really powerful in your job as the head of people and culture and all that sort of thing as well. So, well, look, thank you so much, Sam, for sharing so much great advice and so many practical tips with our listeners. I really enjoyed speaking with you and I look forward to staying in touch. Thanks so much, Shana. It's really been fun. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for listening to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button or go to psychologyofsuccessfulwomen.com to download our free ebook and access a bunch of other resources. See you on the next episode.